Good morning, my family, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, February 6, 2023, and today we are reading in the big book, and we are in the chapter How It Works on page 59, going through the 12 steps. And today we are going to be reading steps five and six and commenting on those two steps only, please. Today's readers are, and thank you so much to Team Monday, Craig F., Darlene H., Nancy R., on the steps, Christine G., Traditions, Joni C., Announcements, Janice P.M., Newcomer Greeter, Susan S.H., Host, Chris G., the reference number for yesterday's awesome special edition, February 5th, 2023, is 19,931. That's 19931. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big, study, at a vision for you big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Christine G. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Christine. Thanks, Amy. It's Christine G. Recovered in Virginia, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me be of service. 
Thanks so much, Christine. I will now ask for Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Joni. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joni. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, uh, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter how it works on page 59. And we are reading steps five and six. I'm going to ask Craig S. to get us started. Please go ahead, Craig. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered 
in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, step five says, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And six says, we're, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Um, you know, some things I want to uh, talk about here real quick um, is that um, uh, one of the things that I think uh, gets skipped over a lot is that we admitted first to God and then, and then to ourselves and then to another human being uh, the, the nature of our wrongs. It doesn't say we read our fourth step to a sponsor. That, that That's not what it says. It, it, it says we first go to God and then to ourselves and, and then to this other human being and, and we talk about the exact nature of our wrongs. The, the, those wrongs were discovered in our um, uh, fourth step, our moral inventory, but um, they're somewhat uh, consolidated here. We're talking about the the commonalities, the causes and conditions, you know, um, why I did the things I did, how I did the things I did. And, uh, you know, my uh, uh, fifth step was uh, one of the most freeing events in my life. Of course, the ninth step amends are the big one. But the fifth step, um, I, I gave mine to my preacher, you know, and I, I uh, admitted things to to him that uh, I held nothing back that uh, you just don't want to talk about in church, you know. Uh, and uh, it, it, there was a lightness to my soul when after I did that because uh, I, I didn't have to carry around a mark, a screen anymore, a, a mask. That uh, those masks get very heavy, and uh, you know. Uh, but I carried it on my whole life. And one of the decisions I made coming in this last time was that uh, uh, I wasn't going to do that anymore, that I couldn't afford to do that anymore, that I'd been through too many relapses. And, and a lot of it had to do with unwillingness to admit to certain things because my pride and ego got in the way uh, of doing that. And I, and I committed to myself, I wouldn't do that anymore. And, and it still raises its head up every now and then, but uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I have to remember that the freedom comes from just being who I am. And then the sixth step says we were entirely ready to have God remove all of our defects of character. It doesn't say that uh, we uh, are suddenly become perfect human beings, and it doesn't say that that we removed our defects of character. It's part of the humility, again, that, that uh, is coupled with the humility in, in uh, just being who we are. But, but now we're, we're, there's a humility in saying that I'm not in charge of this, that God uh, is going to remove my right. defects of character. It doesn't mean that uh, I don't have a role. It means that God will do that in his time with his decision. And since I'm out of time, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Craig, for getting us started here. So, uh, although we, you know, 
absolutely love hearing from everybody. Just a friendly reminder that if you've shared in the last couple of days, namely Friday or um, Thursday, we ask that you step aside and let others share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share what was read? Lisa F. B. Jasmine F. Ken W. Nancy R. Christina J. Okay, I think I missed someone, so hold on one sec. I've got Lisa B., Jasmine F., Ken W. H., Nancy R., Christina J. There was somebody up front that I missed. I'm sorry, who? Anne-Marie K. Anne-Marie. Okay, we got Anne-Marie K. And then Susan H.? Susan S.H., yes. Susan S.H., yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. sorry about that. All right, anyone else? Julie K.? Julie K. All right, people, great lineup. Lisa B., Jasmine F., Ken W.H., Nancy R., Christina J., Anne Marie K., Susan S.H., and Julie K. All right, Lisa B., grab the mic, girl. You're on. Oh, good morning. Can you hear me, Amy? This is Lisa. Very well, thank you. Lisa, are you there? I'm sorry, Amy. Could you hear me? Yes, I can hear you Okay, now. thank you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And um, this is such a great reading. And I, I love the specific directions in the big book. You know, it's in that hour of um, meditation and prayer that I do after I complete my fifth step with my sponsor um, that I, I I look at step six, you know, and I review it and I ask myself, am I willing to let God remove all of these things that have been my friends and my companions, you know, all for, for decades, you know, they've been part of me. And am I now willing? Am I now willing? And anything I'm not willing, I ask, pray for the willingness. And I remember being on step six and thinking, how is this going to happen? And I'll just share now looking back, you know, and I hope that it could help someone else that it doesn't happen then. It happens as we go through the steps. You know, the steps, it's really about an act of the will. It's not about how I feel. It's not about am I feeling any different? Do I feel like doing it? Am I feeling like I'm understanding it? It's really an act of the will and it's all based in faith. You know, do I believe that this can happen for me? going on in faith. And then with step five, oh my goodness, you know, managing my image today, still managing my image. You know, how am I looking? How am I sounding? How am I appearing? It's all about my appearing, all about outside of me. And I worship it. And I worship what you think of me. And I look in your eyes and your expression to see, you know, how I should feel based on that. And that's something every day, you know, I have to really put down um, at the foot of my higher power, you know, my, my creator. And uh, I just wanted to share it's a freedom and the promises are there as mile markers. I can look at those step five promises that are listed in the big book. Is that my experience? They are my experience, but it didn't happen all at once. Um, it was a gradual process. And the, the, the really the main thing is to keep moving, of course, doing it all in a state of entire abstinence. And it's... Um, 
taking those action steps and sharing it with others and letting other people in. The closer I get <clears throat> with another compulsive overeater and the more honest I get with another compulsive overeater, I get closer to God. It's just the strangest thing. It doesn't happen privately, you know, on my own, in my own head. So with that, I pass. And by the way, I spell my name L-E-S-A, and I, I always welcome outreach calls. I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa B, L-E-S-A-B. Um, we next have Jasmine F, followed by Ken W-H. Please go ahead, Jasmine. Hello, may I be heard? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Jasmine S, Virginia. I apologize, I'm losing my voice, but um, I put it in my heart that I need to share. I haven't been able to in a while, so... Um, thank you for all the shares prior to mine. Um, I really appreciate something that Craig said about our ego and our pride. I would like to actually add to that as well for me. It's been this, like my ego and pride has gotten in the way of the fourth step or, you know, pursuing all the steps after the fourth step fully and wholeheartedly because of this grief. I would like to add grief to that for me. Um, grief of life and things that happen that we can't control, but also this grief of, of like accepting that I can't like grieving your old self and the dysfunction and what you were used to prior to the program and knowing better now, you know? So that's just where I'm coming from and the place that I'm in right now. And I appreciate everybody's support. And this line has really, even though I've been unable to share because of the timing, I listen to the recordings. It really has changed my life, and I'm really grateful for the program. So with that, I'd like to pass and just want to claim my seat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jasmine S. from Virginia. We have Ken WH followed by Nancy R. Ken, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you, Amy. Ken WH, Recover Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Um, I'm just struck today, and I don't know why, and I don't want to sound contrary to anything uh, else, but I know it, it, we're sort of told elsewhere that um, the step one is the only one we have to do 100%, and yet all I read in these just these two steps alone is um, a, a, a form of perfection, um, the exact nature of my wrongs, and entirely ready to have God remove all <laughs> my defects of character. I mean, there's a lot of um, superlative stuff in here, and, and there's a sense of, um, at least the way I understand it, God wants all of me to be uh, well, and, and as well as he has in mind, which is uh, a perfect wellness, I believe, um, can I achieve that on my own? Absolutely not. And that's why I need God, and that's why I need God's vision of what that um, super wellness uh, looks like in me, what that perfection looks like in me. Um, I just, I just feeling today that uh, you know that word perfection gets a lot of abuse, um, but I believe uh, God's all about that and wants the absolute best for me the absolute perfect best for me, which requires me to give all that I have and um, be open and honest as I can be 
and share um, the gifts I've received in recovery this day. And I am so, so very, very perfectly grateful, <laughs> as best that I can be. <laughs> you all have a good day. Take care. I pass. Thank you so much, Ken W.H. from North Carolina. Nancy R., followed by Christina J. Please go ahead, Nancy. Uh, good morning. I'm Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York, and grateful to be here. Um, and uh, I really loved what Craig had mentioned about uh, God first and um, how important that is. And um, looking on page uh, 75 in, in the big book, where um, after doing this step, I just love what I'm reading here where it says, um, well, our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the, near, the nearness of our creator. And I, and I am feeling that and continuing to grow in that feeling. And it continues on. We feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And um, my uh, sponsor, I'm very grateful, had me write um, what the promises, highlight the promises, the prayers, the direction, and the warnings with uh, different colors in my big book. And um, I love the promise. I also love the warnings. It teaches me the warnings um, that um, when I go to someone, that um, the person I'm talking to, and I should realize that we are engaged upon a life and death errand. Uh, For me, that is, I I really resonate with that. And um, uh, yeah, I I love the honesty that I um, am continuing to um, uh, seek in myself. Can I now take them all? Can uh, I get, not I, (laughs) can God take all, every one of my uh, defects um, that does seem, um, well, I must say I was nervous, frightened, wondering if my willingness is enough. I love the way it explains that it is not, it doesn't have to be instant. It's not instant. Um, and, um, uh, it does say in the AA book also about, I'll be inwardly know, I'll be able to receive forgiveness and give it to um, with this um, uh, step five and um, step six in reference to perfection, um, it says how can we accept the entire implication of step six, why that is perfection. But it does explain that if um, I try and keep trying, that's my objective. Um, uh, Am I ready? Um, I am ready that I should say to myself, um, if I cannot give it up yet, but this I will, I, I, I will, uh, I should not say to myself, this I will never give up. So I am hopeful and um, I am learning. Um, also, I have written in my big book, the disease lives in the, the, the disease. Okay, thank you so much. The disease lives, lives in the dark, recovery lives in the light. Thank you and I pass. I'm so grateful to be here. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy R. from New York. Okay, Christina J., you're up, followed by Anne-Marie K. Please go ahead, Christina. Good morning again, Amy. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your service, and uh, wow, the shares have been great so far. 
Um, when I did my, uh, when I've done various four steps, again, I've spoken many times like taking the crust off the top. But that first layer of crust, when I first did my first round of fourth, uh, I was just shocked and embarrassed and horrified about having to tell my sponsor some of the things I did that I had had hidden in my soul. No wonder I was driven to eat, you know. These things I did that my ego justified because I needed to have that affair. I needed to steal that food. I needed to steal that wedding ring from someone. All the things I did that I just discovered. And to have to admit this stuff to someone, step four was one thing. But then to have to sit and tell someone in the fifth. And then the sixth, by the time that you do a fourth and you're looking at this stuff, at least for me, I'm like, am I willing? Shit, yes, I'm willing. God, please take this from me. Oh, my Lord. You know, and there's more to discover, you know, because um, like I've heard many people say uh, on this line, it's not a one and done. It's not a one and done. We're human. As we take that first crust off, uh, stuff starts bubbling up like champagne bubbles, you know, and uh, if we're not doing tents, and it, some of the things are too big to handle. We go through the steps again. We do another four, you know, and uh, we unload another uh, load of stuff, ways we learn to handle life that aren't working. Ego. You know, the ego is real subtle. I can look in the mirror, and there she is. <laughs> you got this shit together, girl. Yeah, yeah, I got 12 days of absence now with the God of, with grace of God. I will keep that today. 12 days, and I'm starting to have neutrality around food, around my emotions, starting to see things clearly again for the first time. I mean, I'm just saying it this, this at the end because relapse is just so brutal, but it's such an amazing teacher. So if you're in relapse uh, and you want out, you know, God will guide you out. It's by God's grace. Nobody can give you a key to unlock that door, to put the food down, to put that bite down. <clears throat> and God did it for me this time. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And even the first few days after being horribly sick from my last relapse, I was thinking about food again. What kind of evil is that? What kind of disease is that? You know, uh, and I remembered how it felt, but the voice was like, hey, there's still those marshmallow Valentine things out there. And, you know, I was able to say no, of course. I mean, I it's just amazing, this disease. But anyway, five and six, you know, it's like, a doorway that opens you to a deeper sense of honesty, humbleness, not wanting to be the person you were, the horrific things you did that, you know, we're human. We can't, can't be sorry um, in a shameful way. We have to know we were learning. So much love to all, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, uh, Christina J. from North Carolina. Also, I forgot to mention Lisa B., the top of our share here, top of the list, was from South Carolina. Okay, Anne-Marie K. and Susan S.H. Anne-Marie, you're up, girl. Anne-Marie K. from Pennsylvania, a recovered but definitely not cured a compulsive overeater. And I'm hoping I can be heard. And thank everybody for your shares. They've been wonderful. And I have to say I laughed because I was thinking to myself as a child, the religion I was brought up in, at the age of seven, I had to do my first confession. And, of course, when you're seven years old, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It, you, well, if you understand that experience, it's pretty funny. But I grew up thinking after a while I didn't have to do that, you know. So when it came time to do my fourth step, 
I wasn't really afraid to do it because I had been used to doing it. But the thing was, I had started to play God myself. So, you know, there was a lot of things I didn't have to admit I did wrong because I was doing it as a uh, stand-in, a nursery stand-in for God, so be it. <laughs> well, how'd that work out? Not too well. But I got to admit that years ago, I had a wonderful man tell me that, you know, if you really profess your confession and you mean it, you've been forgiven. Unfortunately, I didn't always believe that. I do today. And that's what the fourth, the fifth and, and sixth step means to me. I finally admitted, you know, when I did my, my um, admitted to God, to another, or myself and another human being, the exact nature of my character defects and what I continue to do wrong. I started to recognize it. Wow. It was kind of like, man, this is a pattern, isn't it? Imagine that. And then the sixth step, I was entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. And this time I knew, I thought of that, what that wonderful man said to me years ago, you know, Anne-Marie, if you don't believe that you're forgiven, you'll keep living this pattern. And that was kind of like, well, if you always do the same, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And that great thing was like, huh, wow, imagine that. Now, for me, too, the thing of it is, and I love the fact that I've been told I could do 10 steps before I even did a fourth step. And, you know, right after the 10th step, it says we finally cease fighting everything, including food. But it was everything I quit fighting. And that's the beauty of it. I know that every day. I can have God remove what used to be my MO, my daily MO. And, 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 and I don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I messed up a little bit. Yeah, I'll just have to do it. If I'm in fear or anger or any of those wonderful old negative behaviors, I have a way out of them. And then when I resolutely turn to someone else, and that's being a sponsor today as well, I resolutely turn to get out of myself. Because, man, it was all about me, Anne-Marie, God standing on earth. So, uh, yeah, let me tell you, and I just said to somebody last night, don't be afraid of that four step, man. It's so freeing. And when you know that you can be entirely ready every day to have God remove these defects of character, if he brings another one up and lets you know when he does, it's okay. It's for your wealth and your help. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day unless you made other plans, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie Kay from Pennsylvania. Uh, just a friendly reminder, a couple of y'all got on a little bit later. We are on page 59, doing steps five and six. Okay, we have Susan S.H., and then Julie Kay, and then we'll take a list of four names. Please go ahead, Susan S.H. Thank you, Amy. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio. I am a recovered compulsive overeater and very grateful. Um, I love reading the steps and really talking about them deeply. But I, I am struck by how often I revisit the steps. I know, I know it's a goal, but still, it, it's, it's almost automatic. It's... Uh, I revisit them often. As long as I'm human, I do revisit, particularly five and six, with, with, every, with every tenth step, with every disturbance. I look as deeply as I can, and I keep in mind, which takes reminding myself, 
be fearless and thorough. And humility is always a part when I am fearless and thorough. The exact nature of my wrong leads me to step six. And yeah, with humility, I'm very willing to have these things removed as much as I've tried, as much as I've wanted these things removed. It takes, it takes a higher power to take these things from me. Um, particularly, I need to be ready to have self-pity removed. Not as often as I once did, but it is such a sweeping emotion when it, when it happens that, yeah, I, that's what I need and that's what I pray. Each step is an instruction and they help me navigate my life with a higher power. They always guide me back to bringing these things to a higher power first and foremost. I am human and I am an addict. So those pesky character defects do crop up. Step 10 says it continues for a lifetime. And I am so grateful to have the directions at hand. And I'm so grateful that more will always be revealed when I'm turning to higher power in everything. And that's what I have. I will pass. Thank you so much, Susan S.H. from Ohio. Julie K., you're up, and then we're going to take a couple more names. Go ahead, Julie. Thanks, Thanks Amy. Hi, everyone. This is Julie K. from Connecticut. Grateful to be here this morning. Um, you know, for me, in step five, before I can even admit to God and to another human being, I have to admit it to myself. And for me, that was the hardest part because the person I lied to the most is me. And I believe my own bullshit. And I believe the games that I run. And so to get super honest with myself was the hardest part. And once I did that, you know, um, sharing it with my sponsor didn't feel so scary. The scariest part was owning it for myself and being honest about who I am and what I've done and how deeply I have hurt people. Um, because for a long time I thought, my, my eating doesn't hurt you. And that, in essence, is correct. The actual act of my eating doesn't hurt another human being. But the person I turn into when I'm so focused on the food does. And that was one of the big pieces of my puzzle of understanding that was missing. Um, and the sixth step for me, you know, I, I listen to a lot of big book study and step study podcasts. And one of the things that I heard that resonated so much was, you know, removing, a, being entirely ready to have God remove a defect of character. You know, God doesn't remove things without replacing them with something else. And so for me, my sixth step, when I finally did it, because the first two times I went through the steps, I, I was above needing an hour with God. Um, so we're all very surprised that I picked up, aren't we? Um, and when I recently uh, went through the steps again, you know, I really took that time and I asked God, you know, if I am to be entirely ready for you to remove this, what would you have me replace it with? What would you have me replace my selfishness, my self-centeredness with? What would you have me replace my fear with? And when I got really quiet, I, got, I found the answers. I was told the answers. And, you know, actively seeking selflessness, actively seeking faith over fear, really and truly trusting God in everything I've done 
and everything I do, that, that is for me um, how I experience the shift, the psychic shift, the emotional shift of having my defective character fade into the background because they don't go away. For me, they haven't gone away. I can pull out that fear. I can pull out that selfishness in five seconds if I feel like I'm cornered. Um, but that's me taking my will back because I know what God would have me do instead. And so when I reach for fear instead of faith, that is me taking my will back. Um, and today that's not something I want to do. So I wish everyone a blessed day. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Julie. Can you remind me what state you're from, please? I, I wasn't able to catch it. Oh, Julie, what state? Connecticut. Connecticut. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Julie K. Thank from Connecticut. You. All right. So from the reminder, we're on page 59. We're reading steps five and six. Who would like to share on what was read? Jessica F. from Ohio. Sarah R. from New York. David M. Florida. David M. Alexis F. Alexis F. Probably maybe one more. Did you get Sarah? Sarah, I got you. I've got Jessica F., Sarah R., David M., Alexis F. Who else? Did I hear Jack W? Yes, ma'am. Nancy S. Nancy S. All right, we're going to hold there. All right, so again, we've got Jessica S., Sarah R., David M., Alexis F., Jack W., Nancy S. Hope we can fit everybody in. Jessica, please go ahead. You're up. Press star one. Oh, yes, I'm I'm talking away. Okay, yes. So, hi, uh, I'm Jessica S. from the state of Ohio. Um, I actually wanted to take a look at uh, step six where it says we're entirely ready. I'm just going to reread it because it just helps to kind of think in. Um, we're, we're entirely ready uh, to have God remove all, all these character defects of character. You know, when I first read this, I was like, oh, sure. Thank God, just take away the character defects of character. And what, what I was... I guess when I um, first did the steps, uh, I mean, first went through the steps a couple of times, I guess what I really wanted was to move the consequences, you know, the consequences of lying, the consequences of being dishonest. I had no idea that um, it was me actually processing the opposite, and that which also brings me to the um, the next thing that I want. I also, um, at one point, tried to act the opposite of fear, you know, with being courageous. But then I find myself being resentful and uh, and being bitter because it was like, okay, if I'm practicing, you know, the opposite of fear, which is courage, and I'm doing all these things, and it's like opportunity does feel um, being, um, opportunities are not present to myself or my um, folks are not reacting in the way that I um, thought they were going to react. It's like, wait a minute, God, I said that I was going to remove my charity defect. I'm letting go of my fear. I'm letting go of my dishonesty. And then I realized 
um, from someone that, hey, God sometimes uses our character defects of character to his use. Sometimes um, character defects can also be used in a good way. Sometimes being dishonest can be used in a good way. You know, just, um, I mean, like if someone's walking down the street and they ask me how how they look or how, how their appearance, and if I were to say how I really felt, I'm actually, you know, hurting them more than helping them. Or if I'm, um, what else? Um, I, I just lost my train of thought. But either case, I have to let God be the one to uh, remove the character defect in that. I, I can practice it. I can be aware of it. I can say, okay, at the end of the night, when I do my 11 step, I'm saying, okay, I'm sorry, God, that I was dishonest. I'm sorry I did this. And then I move on. He is the only person that who can um can lift them out of me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jessica S. from Ohio. All righty, Sarah R. followed by David M. Please go ahead, Sarah. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, this is Sarah R. in New York. All the wonderful food situations still all real. Um, okay, so it's so interesting because I never wanted to join program. I thought I was afraid of step four, but I was really afraid of step six. Um, we're entirely ready to have um, God remove these defects of character. Okay, bear with me because this is going to sound really weird, but, you know, I was happy being a miserable human being. I was happy, you know, gossiping about people or just really feeling resentful so that I could get to be the victim again and again and again. And, um, you know, I was in a meeting, excuse me, a month or two back, and they were saying how it's all about the food until it's, it's not about the food. And then you realize that it was never about the food. And um, I didn't understand that at first, but it's such a powerful line because it's about the food because for me, that's the coping skills. If I'm really angry at, you know, what someone at work did to me, um, I could eat over it or not eat over it. And that is the solution. But as soon as the food's down and then, then the next line is it's, it's, then it's, you realize it's not about the food. It, it's really about the solution of life on life's terms. And, you know, as someone else was just saying, um, you know, it, it, it didn't matter with people around me if I ate or didn't, but when I didn't eat or when I was in binging, I, I think someone, two people before me just said, like, I, I was a nightmare, like a total nightmare up in the disease. And, um, you know, coming here and having step six, I first told my sponsor when she would tell me about six, I said, absolutely not. Like, but then she said, you don't have to remove the anger from you and the resentment and the gossip, et cetera. That's, that's where you can rely in on your higher power to do it. And um, it's so funny because outside of all of those character defects, like I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a bad person. And people are actually genuinely happy to be around me. And it's funny because when I wasn't in my disease, I would work like extra hard to get people to like me. And I don't have to work so hard anymore. The best part is I can just show up and just be my authentic self. And that's the beauty. 
me outside of all of the noise and the, the wreckage of the soul, as the big book says. So step six has been a beautiful step for me, and it literally just brought me to a beautiful beach in Mexico so that I could bask in the sunlight of the spirit. Thank you. With that, I pass. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you so much, Sarah. R from New York. Okay, we have David M. followed by Alexis F. Please go ahead, David. Hi, thank you, David Adam, um, over here. Um, yeah, step six. Um, I wasn't really sure what my defects were. I mean, yeah, there's some, but, like, got, you know, when I asked to remove them, step six, uh, when, you know, what I, I noticed, uh, you know, there's been times where, like, you know, I acted out in the food, and then I, then I was sober, and it's like, I can see when I was sober and when I acted out in the food, a big difference, where, like, the defects were there. He showed me, okay, these are my defects. Anger, I'll get angry, impatient. I'm like, you know, what is going on? You know, I'm, you know, fighting with my wife and impatient, just like, just, just lack of self-control and, you know, um, know how to eat out but once i when i'm sober for like a week or something i feel great i feel uh i get my sense of dignity back um i feel great you know that's i have discipline and you know but once you know once i go down that alley where i just like go fall into that you know uh you know that lack of discipline and then it's just like all my discipline's out the window and like oh now I get angry again and it's like I argue and I'm like I don't want to stop eating sugar and I, I just start just like Mr. Hyde like it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right like God showing me like yeah these are your defects I'm like wow yeah I do have defects and uh, they do come out and um, and uh, and then it goes to sex seven where I'm like all right God I'm willing I'm, I'm I'm humbly ready to ask you to take these defects away, uh, all my shortcomings, my defects, everything. Uh, thank you for revealing them to me, and I want them to be taken away, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, and doing that is keeping me, you know, help help me stay on the right path. Uh, and um, yeah. That's all, that's all i got to share. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your service, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you, David. And what state are you from, please? Florida. Florida. Okay. Thank you, David. And from Florida. All right. Alexis F. followed by Jack W. Please go ahead, Alexis. Yes. Um, there are... There's good and bad in everyone. There's a certain percentage of good and a certain percentage of bad and a certain percentage of bad and a certain percentage of good in every in the best of us and and the worst of us there's a certain percentage of bad and a certain percentage of good i don't know whether i got that right um one of my problems is that i have a quick tongue uh you can't take that back you know, you have to, um, well, I have to deal with it with an apology. But when it's done twice, you know, and it's hurtful, uh, 
you don't get the forgiveness that, uh, you know, if you only did it once to somebody. So uh, I'm dealing with that now in a case. And, uh, you know, just quick-tongued and, um, you know, nasty. And there was one food that I ate that gave me Montezuma's revenge. And um, I had it for years and I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized I was allergic to dairy. And I asked God to help me with it. It didn't go away right away. And it would just happen all over the place. And um, I went to a doctor and he said, take six of these pills a day. And um, it was like a miracle. It immediately went away and has remained away for years and years. So um, I just have to keep that in mind. That I only compare myself to where I was before and not to anybody else. And uh, my character defects are being removed slowly, but I'm a heck of a lot better than where I was, and I have a long way to go yet. Thank you. Thank you. And Alexis, where are you from, please? New Jersey. New Jersey. Thank you, Alexis, from New Jersey. Okay, Jack W., followed by Nancy S. Please go ahead, Jack. Good morning, family. Jack W., Florida. I uh, was sitting here thinking that I was going to... Jack, can you turn up your volume, please, a little bit? Is that better? I keep talking. I can't tell. Okay. Yeah, I was feeling really good about, it, and I was gonna kind of give a praise report on a of my anger and uh, hearing people share about their quick knee-jerk reactions and and stuff. I'm kind of maybe off topic, but I had called somebody and uh, make an outreach call and expressed my. Uh, uh, short timber knee jerk reaction to life or something. Then I guess I just need ask God to remove it. And he said, uh, you know, Jack, God's not gonna do for you what you can do for yourself. You should pray to God to ask him to I believe that's what he said. So I've been doing that and you know things have been better until I just heard a lady share <laughs> that she hadn't been backed into a corner yet and uh and then that kind of self worth a little lower. It's all about, you know, I wanna lo- I wanna love Jack today. And the gentleman told me he achieved that by on his recovery every day. So that's what I'm trying to do. I've always been someone who gets out the ball back. Not good enough. Yeah, so I'm just on that journey to increase my relationship with God and love Jack. Oh, well, society for great shit. I'll pass. Thank you, Jack W. from Florida. 
Okay, Nancy S., please go ahead. I think she'll be taking us out. Bonnie, can you hear me? Nancy, yes, I can hear yes. you. Okay. Um, wow, it was just uh, a lot of great shares today. Um, Nancy, where are you from, please? Oh, I'm sorry, Massachusetts. Um, a lot of great shares today. I was uh, just thinking about the first time I did my fourth and what came up was like that pie that that bubbled. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, some of the patterns in my life. So further down the road, I did another and um, more came up, but I was still eating. I was in, I knew there was something there. And it's, this is really bizarre, but God does work in mysterious ways. My husband one morning said, I had a dream about you last night. And he started to tell me about this dream that I was standing there telling them something and I started to cry. And he's telling me the dream and I started to cry. <laughs> and he's looking at me and I'm like, it's true. And he kept talking and then I said, it's true. And I'm crying and what came out was the most healing even though it could have damaged my marriage, um, the freedom I felt from this thing that had been in my way in the back of my mind, literally eating at me and, and making me eat, um, I have felt like light as a feather since I got rid of it. We're working on it. We're working around it, through it. We're, we're okay with it. Um, but it's just, it's a miracle. That's how God had to work because there was no way in hell I would ever have told anyone. And he is probably the one person on this earth that is the least judgmental that I know that I could trust and I still couldn't tell him. Um, so it really does uh, put miracles in your path. And I'm just now starting to get abstinent for the first time in I had a break about two years ago and I put a chunk back on and I didn't realize this, this was a lot of it. And, um, but I've just now been abstinent, started to get my abstinence back and yeah, it's a miracle. So with that, I thank you and thank everybody for this meeting. It's great. Nancy S. Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Thank you so much, Nancy S. from Massachusetts. We've got uh, about one minute. Anybody? All righty then. We're going to wrap some things up here. So I would like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Today's uh, share ID for Monday, February 6, 2023, 7 a.m. Vision for You meeting is 19,933. That's 19933. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Darlene H. please read a Vision for You? Yes, <clears throat> excuse me, good morning. This is Darlene H. from Columbus, Georgia, Recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. 
the answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.